All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hi, it's Manoush, and this is New Tech City, and I'm going to visit the writer Bruce Feiler. He lives in Brooklyn Heights, about a 15-minute walk from my house, and the reason I wanted to visit him is because every Sunday, he and his wife Linda Rottenberg and their two eight-year-old daughters have a family meeting, but it's not just any family meeting. Hello, I'm Eden, E-D-E-N, Tybee, T-Y-B-E. When the Filer-Rottenberg clan gathers around their oval wood dining room table, they begin with a ritual to get everyone focused. Okay, who's calling it to order? Me. Thank you for coming to the family meeting. And then they talk about what the family did well last week. So I think that for Daddy's birthday, everybody participated in making him cards and... Uh, giving him bir- homemade birthday presents. And what didn't go so well. What do you mean by morning? What, what, what about the like, do you think didn't work well? Especially the bed making and the breakfast. Okay, mornings didn't work. Okay, what else besides mornings didn't work? To some, this family get-together might sound more like a business meeting than quality time. And yep, it's got planning, deadlines, even minutes. One of them is taking notes in a fabric-covered notebook. So you're writing it down. Mornings. Read it out as you write it so we all, so I can hear it. Mornings, helping the family. And I should mention that Bruce Filer isn't just some dad. He's a best-selling author who basically makes a living writing about cool stuff. And then he actually goes and does it, too. So he wrote a book called Walking the Bible, where he retraced the steps of the stories in the Bible. And this time, he's been testing out the idea of parenting, sort of like an engineer creates complex software. So what we're going to do now is we're going to come up with a new morning list because one of the ways that we run our family is if it's not work, we're not going to keep doing it over and over again. We're going to change. Like That's the whole reason that we have this meeting is so that we can change if it's not working. And everybody agrees it's not working. At the end of the meeting, everyone votes on the two things to work on in the coming week. Do you have a blind vote? So what are the rules of the blind vote? You have to keep your head down and you can't peek at whatever anybody else is raising their hand. So you have to keep your head down and not look up. Daughters Eden and Tybee even get to decide their own rewards and punishments. Okay. Little okay, Stalin. What's, what's your recommended punishment? Um, we add something, we to, add the something to the morning list. Oh, that's pretty good. Bruce and Linda didn't come up with the strict structure of the meeting themselves. It all started about four years ago when Bruce says he and his wife felt like they didn't know what they were doing as parents. They were lost. They were out of control. We needed a system. We needed a mechanism to manage the constant change that was in our family. And in one of these conversations, I was sitting with some people uh, in Silicon Valley, and I said, tell me what's going on in your world that will help my family. And a woman said... What you need is Agile. Welcome to Agile Software Development and Introduction. Welcome to the first step on your Agile journey. The bottom line 
modern software engineering is driven by the need to be agile. I'd never heard the word. Um, I knew nothing about it. The woman who mentioned Agile was Gina Biancini. Maybe you've heard of her. She's a well-known tech entrepreneur. And what she and those Silicon Valley techies said really resonated with Bruce. One of the things that I heard about when people design websites the way they think, and that is, if you're doing the same thing you were doing six months ago, you're doing the wrong thing. To me, that is completely transferable to the world of families. Transferable because kids are constantly changing. And so your parenting needs to change, too. But if you change every day, you will not be able to function. So you need to have something, a structure in place that allows for change, but does it in a structured way. I mean, this is a very kind of abstract way of talking about families, kind of a systems way, but it is... Uh, the reality that parents face. That system was codified in 2001 when a group of software engineers met at a ski lodge in Utah and they wrote something called the Agile Manifesto. The basic principle is constant improvement. So taking a big project and breaking it down into small, manageable, and measurable tasks. So when it comes to your family, how does this apply? So Instead of saying, try harder, we will be an amazing family, I mean, how can you measure that, right? Instead, you can say, okay, the beds got made this week, so that was great, but violin practice didn't. Okay, not so good, but there's always next week. When Bruce asked me to try the idea of a family meeting, it sounded a little kooky, um, you know, don't apply this in a family setting, I have to say. That's Linda, Bruce's wife. And it seemed even kookier to say, okay, well, the kids are then going to get to pick and choose their punishments. But part of me thought maybe it'll help them to buy in. So it was no longer these evil parents imposing this unfair system and ruining their lives. I mean, even at five, you heard, you're not the boss of me. It's a free country. Bruce ended up writing a book based on applying some of these Silicon Valley techniques, and it's called The Secrets of Happy Families. As the mother of two small children and host of a tech show, it's obviously right up my alley, and I've been wanting to interview Bruce for a long time. Thank you for coming over. I can't wait to hear what you do with your family. Okay, so maybe so far, though, you're wondering why the focus on the Agile method this week. Well, as many things do these days, it comes back to healthcare.gov. Yep, we've all heard about what a disaster the launch of that website was. But I was wondering, does it come down to not being agile? Because it kind of feels like everybody is these days. Agile is now standard practice in 200 countries. Two-thirds of the software in the world is done with this. And it is now coming into management suites. So if the big tech companies can do it, and the Filer family can do it, why can't the government? Just down the hill from Bruce's place is Dumbo in Brooklyn. It's a neighborhood by the East River that claims to have the highest concentration of tech firms in New York City. And this is where my local government's website was built, nyc.gov. So I went to visit some of the software engineers hard at work there. Mice and keyboards clicking. That's the not terribly impressive sound of dozens of engineers hard at work. And the man in charge of all of this clicking is Artem Fishman. I'm the VP of engineering at HUGE, and we're about 100 technologists across uh, HUGE Global. HUGE is a digital production house. And now, let's get back to Agile. Artem is very big on it. 
Yes, and, and that's what we're into. And here's why. He says that the second you create a team of more than 10 engineers, things get crazy, and not good crazy. You are introducing enormous complexity and, and all kinds of um, unknowns and integration points between the engineers. Uh, and that's a very dangerous proposition. Think about Apple's latest laptop. The core of its operating system was written by just a handful of engineers. So smart tech companies stick to very small teams. And instead of just executing what the boss wants, the team members actually have a say. They do this on purpose. It's about small functional teams uh, who at all times are aware of what's going on. The goal is to get the simplest version of a website out, out in front of the customer, as soon as possible, minimum viable product, so they can learn and then go back and improve and build more, just like Bruce is trying to grow his family, bit by bit, small chunk by small chunk. That's Agile. As someone who doesn't code, I find it so interesting that people in software want to put names on things. Like, they, they want to name ways of doing things. Why is that, do you think? I think it goes back to engineering principles. I think that, that exists within any engineering practice. I, I think that process is, is incredibly important uh, when you have a group of people building something complex. Um, so, yeah, we, we try to almost dogmatically define processes and, and not deviate from them. In the name of efficiency, completely in the name of efficiency, yeah. And there are lots of books out there selling the how-to guides on Agile. I want to run an Agile project. Okay, so what does an Agile project mean? That means I will deliver value to your business faster. But that's another show. So let's get back to governments. Even if the engineers executing a project are nimble and lean, there can be major friction when the client isn't. Like, say, Uncle Sam. In government specifically, uh, one of the challenges is that they'll often define ahead of time the entire product, which is not really the best way to design a product. Up the stairs from Artem and his engineers is Mikhail Pasternak. I'm Mikhail Pasternak. I'm the chief experience officer at HUGE. Mikhail says governments traditionally make websites in exactly the wrong way. In software parlance, these bureaucrats usually stick to the old school waterfall methodology, where the client says what he wants and then the team goes away and doesn't come back until there's a finished product. A top-down method. Waterfall. Get it? Okay. So... Like with healthcare.gov, this was launched with only two weeks of testing before a hard deadline. You can hear the waterfall. You can design and design and code forever, uh, but it's not really useful. You know, we we like to say launch is kind of 50% of the way there. Now, Michal has an interesting insight on creating a government website because her team redesigned nyc.gov. For the people who were going to the homepage in the old design, it was incredibly hard just to do basic things. It's the first revamp of the city's main website in 10 years. Okay, it's hardly as ambitious as healthcare.gov, But the reviews have been good. It looks really nice. It's very clean. It's simple. It's easier to pay your parking ticket. And Michal was relieved that she and the city, when they got started, they were on the same page. In this case, uh, what NYC was looking for, they knew basically at a high level what the experience had to be. But they were very much looking for a partner to help them define, prioritize, and design that experience, which was a a really new way for government to work, actually. Uh, So that was really... uh, really delightful. Michal credits the city with understanding that New Yorkers don't go onto this website to learn about New York. 
They go on the site to get stuff done. They want to pay a parking ticket. They want to look up, you know, when the trash is going to be collected. They want to find a school for their kid. They're not there to learn about what the city's doing for them. And unlike healthcare.gov, there was no drop-dead deadline. It basically had to be finished before the mayor left office. So no one's head was on the line when the launch was delayed by a few months. For now, the main city website is complete, but updates will come later to all of the city's agencies that link to nyc.gov. And the city's okay with that. It's agile, baby. You have to start somewhere. So we started with the core experience, the homepage, some of the key pages, and created a design system that they could then roll out to all of the other agencies. They have hundreds and hundreds of agencies that will now be impacted with future releases. At this point, I turn to Michal's colleague, Kate Watts. Kate recently moved to Washington to open Huge's first outpost there. Her goal is to convince government agencies to inject some cool and, as the techies like to call it, usability into their websites. You saw healthcare.gov and what's been going on. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction as somebody who's in this industry in Washington? I think incredible frustration from the user perspective, incredibly frustrated, um, but also incredibly empathetic and sympathetic to the technologists. I think what a lot of people aren't discussing in mainstream media is there is a lot based on um, legislation. And legislation and software design do not mix. Imagine having to go back to Congress to get them to approve every little change you want to make to every line of code. So until we can kind of... um, you know, decouple regulation from design, which is obviously a massive challenge, we're always going to come up against this. I keep coming back to thinking about um, comparing Facebook to any sort of local municipality or any government. And how many times has Facebook, you know, launched a new interface or new capability and people have moved with it? They may, you know, complain for a minute, but they move with it. I think what's what's wrong with uh, government is that we have a tendency to build everything, launch it, and then wait for reaction as opposed to being nimble and as opposed to looking at it like other other large corporations are, like an Amazon or Google or Facebook. And how much do you think that this could change the relationship that the constituents have with their governments? It's, it's enormous. If we had the same opportunity to transform constituents' lives through better use of any digital tool or product that the government can provide, what an amazing relationship civic leaders and government will be able to forge with their constituents. Trust will be developed again. So you mean it could be like a joy to renew my driver's license? Why shouldn't it be? Kate says there's no need to be so controlling or micromanaging of your teams. In fact, you don't get the best work out of them when you do. And Kate's guess, and I have to say this made me laugh, this is precisely why the NSA is arguably one of the most responsive and nimble government agencies out there. Congress isn't mandating how they do their work, and they seem pretty effective. But Bruce Feiler has a different take. The NSA is the opposite problem from healthcare.gov, because that is the inmates are running the asylum. That is a situation where there is no authority at all. And he tells me he hopes that I took at least one thing away from his family meetings and his agile-trained children. We were giving them the power to make their own decisions and to reward themselves and ultimately even to hang themselves if that's what it is. Because, again, if I try to get my kids to 15 and say, go forth and make the really hard decisions about whether to use birth control if they're getting in a sexual situation, whether to use drugs, whether to get a tattoo, the the kind of things that really matter. I mean, whether they put their shoes on or make their bed in the morning doesn't really matter. That matters. And Bruce argues 
if you want your kids to succeed in this world, teach them to have an opinion and micromanage themselves. We've got links to all kinds of great stuff online, including Bruce Feiler's TED Talk and the Agile Manifesto at newtechcity.org. I really hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. I'm Anoush. Thanks for listening. Being agile is our favorite thing. Pairing and sharing to increase our knowledge. Feedback and test first. That is the team's pledge. Stories and stand-ups, we don't miss a thing. Being agile is our favorite thing.